hey, hey, howdy, hey, Jared. Yo, what is going on, Drew? It is so good to be here for another weekly episode of The Curiosity Dudes. The Curiosity Dudes are in the house again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How many, how much... How many notes can you put in the word curiosity dudes? Oh man, like really stretch it like yeah. a like a diva singing the Super Bowl uh-huh. uh, national anthem or something. Yep. Oh, you could probably do a lot. Do uh, it. Okay, so uh, like the word curiosity yeah, dudes. Sing it really quick. All right. But how the many notes? The obnoxious thing is I could probably keep going, but that would be, I could just feel people clicking the fast forward button or worse, the skip podcast button. You know what I was imagining was like those ticket counters, like when you go to arcade or something. (laughs) Yeah. Detected. 52 notes. Yeah. That was super obnoxious. I feel like you're a music teacher. I am. I am. What's the word for that? The word for what? When you have a word that's only a certain amount, of, it's a finite amount of syllables, but you stretch it out to so many different notes. Um, are you so asking like saying, me? Like I, it's that's an easy one. So if you say I, but you go I. So are you asking me because you know the answer and you want to see <laughs> yeah. if I get it right? Yeah. So I would guess the word. I mean, the word I would go for is like ornamentation. Oh. Like, you know, that's probably the more like the classical definition. I'm going to nod my head and pretend I know that word. <laughs> what were you going to say? Melisma. Melisma. Interesting. I just remember that because that's when I, I was in music school, it was like, it I was think I went to school word. with a melisma once. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, that's interesting. So, okay. Sorry. What was your context for the melisma in high Nothing. school? I, oh, you uh, just like college, like college. Yeah. Well, trade school so, or whatever you call it. I, I deal with um, children, so we like yeah. don't get into super technical stuff. So it's right. kind of funny, like being trained. Like, I mean, I am certified kindergarten through 12th grade um, vocal and instrumental, which that's the biggest joke right there is instrumental because I like never did band or orchestra in high school. Um, and in college, I just took the classes like where I just kind of sampled a few of them. So like, oh, OK, I could. Yeah, I have the capability to lead a band or orchestra, but it wouldn't be great. <laughs> you know, like I could get you through the song probably, but, you know, they'd have to do all the legwork on their own. So, but yeah, no, we, we do not do melismas in that we're doing, we're doing a lot of like ta, ti, ti, ta. Sh- oh yeah. Ti, 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 ta. <laughs> you do the recorder stuff too. Oh yes, dude. I and you soak it in like that red stuff still. I don't know. It was always no. like a red liquid that would. I know kill what the you're germs. talking about. I, so I'm in the minority in my field in that I love teaching recorder. A lot of music teachers hate it. Not all. I would not lump my, my tribe in the entire I have a memory with the recorder. Okay. Well, so this red liquid, the disinfectant, I don't do that. I think that's disgusting. I think it's disgusting to share recorders because you literally put your mouth on it. Right. So I have my kids buy a recorder at oh. the beginning of the year, but I, I like always and now with technology, I just have them go like I send a link to their parents and I try to find the least expensive recorder that is not like a toy and like won't sound really bad on Amazon. And so like literally it's like four bucks, but then they don't have to share it with anybody. They don't have to use that disgusting red liquid or orange liquid. I just, that just grosses me out, dude. Like, Oh, 30 other kids have played this instrument. Let me, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever it is. What is what's your, what's your recorder memory? Okay. So 
it was like when I was trying to learn reading music. It was fifth grade. I specifically remember. Mm-hmm. And then we were learning the recorder. They showed, I don't even know what song it was. It started playing. Oh, it's got to be hot. I struggled buns. the whole, it might've been something like that. Yeah. But it, it was like, uh, I just couldn't do it. But then we started playing it as a class and I got to a moment where I was like, Holy moly, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. But I thought about it a little too long that I was doing it, that I just fell off the rails. And then <laughs> it was it was terrible after that. Was it, were you struggling? And it's okay if you don't remember. Were you struggling with um, uh, like the rhythm and like the reading music of it, like the letter names? Or were you struggling with like the tone and the sound? I think it was more of like the finger, pl- remembering the finger placement based sure. on the notes the biggest reason people hate recorders is their sound because they're very finicky and uh so like we call them uh leaks and squeaks so yeah leaks are when you don't press your fingers down and you really have to press your fingers down in those holes to where you have like a nice little groove when you move your finger um and then squeaks or if you just blow too much air and so the lower you're going down um in terms of like lower in pitch it's almost like the less force air you have to use. And uh, so it's not like um, I always use that analogy. Like uh, say you got like a glass full of milk okay. and you got a straw and you want to blow bubbles and you're kind of playing that little Russian roulette where you're like, okay, if I blow, if I blow hard enough, I get a nice little rumble of bubbles. But if I go too hard, it's going to spill over the glass. You have oh, to kind yeah. of find that yeah. sweet spot on the recorder. Yeah. And so I spend a ton of time on the beginning when I teach kids front loading um, about like breath control and, and, uh, fixing the leaks. So making sure their fingers go in. And like, so the first few days are kind of dicey, but honestly, they pretty much fall in line. And once you get over that hump, dude, it sounds pretty good, man. And the kids really enjoy it. So I, I yeah. love recorders. I think the, they're fun. I remember that was the last day, like when we were doing that. Yeah. And if we would have went a little bit longer, I think that would have been the hump oh, yeah. for me to get over and. Uh, but now I can't even read music if I try because, well, I can, because it's just, it's really slow. Okay. And so I end up memorizing the pattern because I'm a a feels and an ear person. Yes. And so I took like applied piano in college, Mm -hmm. got a one-on-one. I tried the even piano with a class too. Sure. And it just always came down to, okay, I can practice this two times with the music. But it's slow, mm-hmm. but then I play at normal speed after you that because forever. I haven't memorized. So then I didn't practice reading music. And then a bunch of songs like pop songs or like in our world, like praise and worship songs are going to follow very similar patterns. So if you kind of, right. you know, you can almost like cheat in a way and like get yeah. pretty close. I found it easier to just listen to something and then try it. I wish I had that dude. I wish I had that. <laughs> I have the opposite. I could read the sheet music and tell you every note and all that stuff. And just, it never came like physically, just naturally like the, the connection from brain to fingers is just yeah. weak. And then, you know, just really easy to give up. But so did you, when you took your applied keyboard classes, were you like f- learning like legit sheet music, it like was, yeah, quarter like notes, half notes. Book. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. But like if, if that teacher gave you like a lead sheet or, you know, chord, uh-huh. you know, chord chart kind of deal, um, you it like probably make like way more sense or yep. yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm pretty sure I was playing full songs by the end, but it was yeah. because of 
either memorizing or we went to. And if you guys don't know, Jared is like legit amazing on electric guitar. And what other instruments? I know electric guitar. That's why I started because that's where the passion came from. Do you play anything else? Like I'm assuming you play electric. I learned enough of piano to be able to like if if I wrote a song or recorded a song, I'd be able to do that. Um, Or if I practiced enough, then I could perform it. What's interesting to Uh, me. So drums, I did drums a little bit. How did you learn chords? On the keyboard. So like I know with guitar. That was can, from the teacher specifically. Show me the say. right finger placement. And I, I learned yeah. it proper in that sense. Because Do you know like all the keys? Or do you just know like a few keys? In ter- I did sorry, know all of them. In terms of like your like you know your one your root chords and thirds and you know and all that stuff. Like a D I would know like where my thumb was. It was I was on the D. But or do you, I, we started to learn the inverted D and I would like come yeah, over so here my pinky was on the D. So I, yeah, but what? So okay, what I get fascinated by is how like people think. Because I think that's where the biggest thing is. It's not so much like I don't know what to do, but I want to know how like a master at something thinks it. And I think if you can, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Like, so you're a great guitar player. I know a few chords, and then I'm not very good. But I always wonder, like, man, I wonder what he's thinking in his head right now while he plays. And I wonder if I could figure that out, or if he could like articulate that. Would that take me to the next level? There's a lot of you have to hear it in your head. Uh huh. So there's a lot of inspiration in who you listen to that can translate back out. Right. And especially when, like when I'm on guitar. I, everything's almost the same shape and scale. So once you learn like the yes chords or the yes notes, cause I, if I'm playing chords, it's harder. Okay. If I'm playing notes, lead lines, Le- okay. it's way easier. And it's weird that like, you would think that's backwards. I would. But, um, but cause like, for me, the first things I learned shapes. was the super Mario brothers theme uh, on guitar. That's on- yeah. And I still <laughs> remember most of it to this day. That's cool. Um, it was, I think it was a weird version because if anybody's done any sort of guitar, mm-hmm. uh, research or tried to learn anything, they know ultimateguitar.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there were their tabs, mm-hmm. just another way of reading music. I got better at tabs. It made a lot more sense yeah. for lead guitar at least. And oh then, yeah. Yeah. With, if you're just playing chords, you might as well just like look at the, yeah. the you know, like just figure out the shapes. And so it's kind of like, I just started seeing. Like this spot of this note, like on this fret, sounds like this mm-hmm. in this chord shape. So like I would know, okay, this is where key of D sits. This is where key of A sits. This is where, you know. For lead e, lines? Yeah. For, Interesting. This is, oh, what, what key is this song? Oh, it's in C? Okay, I'm going to go up to my triad up here. and Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what goes on my head. So going and trial and error during practice, <laughs> going back to how you think. So if you're on a keyboard and you're looking at a sheet, you're looking at a, like a chord chart type thing, lead sheet, whatever. And you see like, you know, you're playing it. It's D and whatever. Are you thinking in your brain like I remember the shape that my hand makes to play D or are you physically thinking like in your right hand, maybe like D, F sharp, A. Are you thinking like no. that? No. Nope. So you're thinking like. I'm, I am thinking that with the root note though. Right. So like in your left. Yep. Okay. And then I just remember the shape. Interesting. And the feel. That's cool. So. Yeah. I In college, so like I, I, you know, was classically trained. So like it was all that. But I did not. I literally pretty much started college for music as a blank slate. We did not do very much theory in high school. And I knew I wanted to be a music teacher 
And so like, I mean, theory one, my first semester of college, I mean, I got like a C semester two, B minus hmm. semester three, my second year, a minus, and then I end with an A. So it was actually kind of nice. Like I felt that's probably the most proud I okay. ever felt of myself academically because I really started from like nothing and worked my way up. And as it got harder, I got better at it. So like that was probably the most like I don't you know, fought I, for that. I fought for it and I felt really good about it. So like, but I just remember like I can think of my college theory professor, like just him drilling into our heads, like roots, thirds, fifths, and sevenths. And we did like a big test. It'd be like, you know, C. E G B flat C sharp E sharp G sharp B <laughs> D F sharp A you know and all this stuff and so yeah. you know uh, just I remember like so I, my brain goes back to that and I remember like you know we so at the same time we did you know keyboard one keyboard two two years of keyboard all the way through four and I remember you know we practice scales and stuff and so I can play like you know a lot of those scales and stuff and if I like you know I'll I don't practice this skill a ton, um, in my world, but when I do, it's like, you know, I might hit a note and it's like, Oh, that was wrong because like, I forgot the sharp there or whatever. But if I think, you know, I can get back to it. So like memorizing the chord shapes, but with guitar, I totally never applied it that way. And I was like, if I just memorize where these fingers go and that's a C, then that's a C. But it was like such a low level way of learning it that like I was basically just stuck to this is a C chord. But if you want right. to teach me a different way to play it, I wouldn't necessarily be thinking this is a C, this is a E and this is the G. It's just like just do this and you'll make a good sound. OK, so I don't know. I was just curious, like, you know, at some point hey, I, I remember you talking about like you didn't totally know guitar once and then you would you would be open to learning it and you mm-hmm. you wanted to and I was like well I could show you some things you did and then we cool. go back and someone had a guitar we were like at a retreat someone had a guitar and then you were you were already way ahead from everything that I was thinking <laughs> I was gonna tell you right so you were just like a little too humble maybe or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But well, you have a really good starting point now. It's just like desire to continue it. Exactly. And that's the thing. And it's like, uh, one of, one of my favorite things like kind of lately is that, you know, people always use the excuse and I do it too. I don't have time, but I love the idea of it's really, I like, I try not to say that anymore. Cause it's like, I just don't make time to do it. Yeah. So it's like, it's well, not that's that what I, I mean by desire. I just, yeah. And you really need that passion for whatever you're doing. If you're telling your kids to like learn this stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can force the time, but if mm-hmm. they don't have the desire or if, if you're right. trying to learn, they don't have the desire. It's not going to go much anywhere. Right. You know, you can't want it. It's not discipline over the passion. That's like the passion that drives the discipline. Dude, that is so true. That could be a a good saying. But yeah. (laughs) And, you know, there's always compounding variables to every sort of percentage and all that. And we'll definitely all that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's ultimately, yeah, you get out what you put in and you really, it will really everything goes like, what's your why? You know, so it's like, you know. Sometimes you can't describe why, but you might know why. Sure. You know? Or I like think for you me, feel why, why. Why do I love electric guitar? Hmm. I have no idea. Really? I have no idea. It's possible it was instilled in me, but you have a very I musical just, family. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, when I would listen to songs, the electric guitar always stood out. But if you ask why, I still have no idea. Hmm. Why do I like it more than everything else? Why do I like hate certain tones on guitar, mm. but then like other ones. I'm going to ask I a question. Know. I'm a, I'm, I'm just curiosity. It's here's a curiosity moment. Okay. Is there like a universal truth in this where it's like the same 
the same reason that you love guitar might be the same reason that like a carpenter is like passionate about building like the perfect set of kitchen cabinets. And the same reason that like the mechanic, you know, always buys these old awesome cars and is like just compelled to work on them. Like that universal sense of, um, I, I did this, I mastered this, I accomplished this. And when you finally get to that moment, so for you and guitar, it's like, man, when I finally master that song, I can replicate it. Um, when you get into that sense of flow where like, you're not really thinking about like this chord to this chord, but you're just sort of like tuned out and you're just living in the moment yeah, and just like naturally doing it. It's almost like a, like a rush or like, is it for There's that? something maybe there is something. Yeah. Yep. Or like the athlete who like, you know, the Michael Jordan who practices his, his, you know, free throws and three pointers, like, you know, takes 10,000 shots a day and just gets so good at it. And like just that sense of accomplishment. I don't know. Hmm. And I think about like cameras too. It's like that has a, a little bit of a different reason. Cause I know how like stories have moved me. I know how movies move me like mm-hmm. oh yeah word choice on purpose there yeah <laughs> yeah which by the way they call it a movie because it's pictures that move oh nice and so it's movie <laughs> <laughs> so it's like i'm picturing like a dude in like the 1920s like ah it's a movie you see yeah <laughs> you know that like awesome old timey accent probably was. <laughs> yeah you used to just a still picture you see <laughs> which on the movie nope they were 100 percent correct about like the origin of film that was just awesome that was the horse cool. and they related yeah. it to that that was really cool. That was a cool aspect. It was like just a series of cameras taking yeah. the pictures. And then, and then they, they said it was their dad that did it. Yeah. Like their, uh, the great grandpa or great grandpa. Their ancestor or whatever. That was really cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. And that's that stuff like that's neat because it's like Jordan Peele just, you know, loves cinema and like putting yeah. in fun little stuff like that. Like I, I love when. Uh, that probably wins over critics a little more. It like won I'm me. Sure. It won me. Well, yeah. And it's just like. A respect I, for the art. and Yes. When, when somebody kind of tying to what we were just talking about. When somebody is passionate about what they're doing. And like he didn't just make a movie. But he kind of made like a love letter to movies. And I always think like I love when movies do that. When like you know mm. like that's kind of a cheeky or like that's kind of a cliche thing to say like you know oh it's a real love letter to horror movies or a real love letter to <laughs> the genre or whatever. But like that there is something really cool about that versus something phoned in. Like okay, here's a curiosity moment. What if this would be a really cool experiment? Okay. What if you took a screenplay like Nope or just any any screenplay any alien movie, any whatever movie. Okay. What if you did the same exact screenplay with the same exact cast, same exact budget script cast budget, but a different director. Like, I wonder how different it would come across. Like would Jordan yeah. Peele's note versus and how far would you go with M. Night the- Shyamalan's note versus, I don't know. Insert directors. You like, would you like start from a script? And then the script is a baseline. Each director could each director would have to hit the main beats. But like I, I would say they would have the the ability to like maybe, I don't know, switch up the order. Like you have to get the here's Gordy. I've uh, seen some things like this idea. Yeah. What is it? I think that'd be really that'd be but super it'd be cool in a big cinema sense mm-hmm. where it's like very known directors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it on like. I think it was almost like a, they were trying to do this show about filmmakers. Okay. And I was like, yeah, let's watch this. But it was really old and it was a little hard for me to watch, but there was someone that did win. And I think one of their, 
things was adapting. The, they That'd all had cool. the same script. I don't remember it being that amazing of a show. Sure. And that enjoyable. And but it, it was a really be. cool concept. There was something else, too, though, that I was thinking. And I'm drawing a blank now, but it was like it was two instead of like a bunch of people. And now. Oh, OK. So it was they were showing the difference between a thousand dollar budget for the exact same actors, the same script. Oh, OK. Versus if that guy wasn't just a videographer doing everything, mm-hmm. but he was like the director. So it was the same person. But he hired, it was like a $10,000 one. So it was like 1,000 versus 10,000. So the 1,000, he's doing all the work, 10,000, he's delegating and he's focusing just on his. Bringing in the pros, like of only the audio guys, of only the makeup artists. That was a huge difference. I was surprised at just the makeup. And it was like a, a guy at a bar. And you wouldn't think a lot of makeup. Yeah, like you think that's a simple scene, like close set. Yeah, they pay they're paid to pay attention to those details. Yeah. And so when you have more eyes and it made it way better. Is this on YouTube or what is is this on? This sounds really interesting. It is. And I always like, like I would love to make something like this too, because that would be such a good selling point for like, I get the question all the time. Well, what's going to be so different if we hire you to come make our video versus hiring a team? And it's hard to get them to see it sure. and to believe in that when you have so many other people, it's going to make the collaborative process mm-hmm. way better yeah. in ways that we can't even really describe. Right. And that would be a good answer. But then they they still come down to, but I think we can get a good enough here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did come down to on the 1,000 versus 10,000. It's like the videographer gets the whole thousand in that sense. But in the 10,000, he still only got about a thousand. Sure. Cause you have to like, yeah, yeah. farm it out. So it, it costs more, but yeah. That's super interesting. So I guess in my brain, I always assumed that the big budget blockbuster movies, obviously, I know like CGI, like what, let, let's just take a Marvel movie. Cause that's like easy. We can all like wrap our heads around that. I always figured those movies cost so much because of the cast. Like I figured. I just assumed cast probably makes up a big chunk of that. When you hear people like uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. probably makes like 20 oh, or 30. Because of the big names. Right. If the, they're like huge, big name right. people, I think the cast is going to cost a lot more than right. the, a lot of other people. Um, or the other people are just internally well-known. But they know that Robert Downey Jr. comes with a market and a fan base. Right. Sure. And so it's like, yeah. Sure. This is going to be a lot. I feel like. Man, I feel like maybe I've talked about this on like one of our earliest podcasts. I don't know what the context would be, or maybe I'm just thinking of a conversation I've had with you before, but not quite in the same vein, but very similar. Have you seen the deal where they took, I don't know how many directors it was or how many filmmakers it was. Let's just say it was a hundred. Okay. And they, um, they gave everybody like, I want to say it was like 30 seconds or 60 seconds of the movie Shrek. And so it'd be like, so they'd yeah. be like, they'd be like Jared or JT visuals. They'd be like, you yeah. get, you get, um, like 45 minutes and three seconds to 45 minutes and to recreate and the 53 movie seconds, in whatever form, right. In whatever form. And so that would be your section of the movie. So you would like watch the movie and figure out yeah. what it was. And so like, if you watch <laughs> it, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Where is, that? is that like a YouTube thing? You know, it might still be on 
on YouTube. I, I don't know if it got copyright struck or what, but I guarantee it's very Googleable. Um, I've just okay. seen like little clips. What do you say? Like the Shrek something like the Shrek project. I don't know. Okay. I like, seriously, if you Google like Shrek, different directors or whatever, okay. it's going to come up. I've seen it on like Reddit or somewhere is where I became aware of it. And, and I think this is a couple of years old, but yeah, it'll go from like, um, very crudely hand-drawn animation to like claymation to like full on anime to (laughs) people like that film their section in a park to like high quality. Like it's, it's just awesome. It's really weird. It's very jarring because it like, you know, sure. But it's like, did they, did they edit it to seem seamless? Like, did they have a final person that, I mean, cause if the music transitions from one scene to the other, and I definitely, I have not sat and watched the whole thing. It was, it was kind of an, enough for me where I was kind of like, okay, this is like a little oh. out there. So I, I can't speak to that, but yeah. yeah, I don't, I think it was, I think it was definitely a little more crude. Like, I don't think it was like, hmm. you know, uh, very polished. I think the idea was just more like, boom, boom, like kind of assaulting the senses, you know, yeah. with, but trying to get the cohesive story. But I mean, now it's hard to think, did we talk about this on the podcast or is this in person? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why we needed the podcast. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm a huge fan of, um, like reality shows and especially like competition ones. And like, I like that style so much. Like I might not even really care about the topic, but like, I'm just a good sucker. I'm a sucker for any of those kind of shows. Like Holly and I have watched like some which on, one specifically. Oh man, dude. Like, uh, so like ink cake. master, which one ink master, the ink. tattoo oh, yeah, one the tattoo. that show is awesome. It used to be on spike TV. Maybe it still is. Um, Holly and I watched one kind of in the same vein about these people that do body art to where like, they will literally like, uh, position people in different ways. And like, they'll use, um, airbrush kind of style stuff and body paint. And they'll like hide the person. It's really oh. cool. It's like on the pink Panther. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The wallpaper suit. <laughs> yeah. It's very much in that vein. And uh, it's just in anything like that. That's just, you know, like, man, these people are really talented or like a forged in fire where they make knives. Have you ever watched that one? That's like a history channel I, one. No, no, I'm thinking of something else. There was a Netflix one where the glass doing, blowing. That's what that's a good one too. blown yeah. away. So like all this stuff, it's like, man, I didn't know I that. I like, started watching a grill one too on. That's a good. Yeah. The barbecue competition. I'm not even like huge into this, Dude, but I'm liking it. I know it's, there's something about like seeing people that are really good at something. And then like knowing that the people that like lose are like, like, you know, usually like in these competition shows, like, well, we talked earlier this week about survivor, not on the podcast, yeah, but, or maybe it was, no, no it, wasn't. it wasn't, but just in general, but like any show where like people are eliminated, that's just always like, I don't know. Interesting to me, but knowing that like okay. the person that's eliminated week one is still like really talented and really good. Right. They just like, you know, failed at that thing. They which, either messed up or which, you know why they mess up is because they put these time limits on that in real life you wouldn't have. Like if you're right. like a tattoo artist and someone comes in and they I would and, be so bad on one of those cooking shows where it was like, well, yeah, remember they like send in the bad people or what did they call that one? Were you not good at cooking? But it was a competition of the worst. Oh, the worst cooks in America. Is that what it's called? Uh, well, okay. So there's a couple. There's a recent. It was a one funny one that I was seen. on Netflix. Ah, oh, well, that I was gonna say. There's one that like I just saw commercials for where like they send in someone to kind of sabotage it. Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh no, it's called like the Rat or something. Nope. And then Food Network has like the worst cooks in America, where it's like people nominate like our mom makes the worst 
you know, food ever, but she thinks she's great. And then they get trained up by like the food network personalities. And that's oh. kind of funny too. At first that sounded like the one I was, I don't know. Like, There's whatever. a million yeah. shows like that. But is that like cake one? Like, um, Oh, is it cake? <laughs> oh, that one's cool. I get a lot of those on TikTok actually. And the ones on TikTok need to be on the show. Because oh, it was yeah. like this guy had just a ketchup bottle and, and you're like, why, why did I stop the scroll for one? Why am I watching this? And then, oh, well, what's this guy doing? That's what? A, oh no. He's eating the ketchup bottle. Oh wait, that's cake. It's pretty awesome. You know, like it's really cool. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, it's something about the competition. It's like, I wouldn't be necessarily interested in this topic, but seeing hey, Drew, people that who are, printer right there, right next to you, yeah? it's actually cake. What? <laughs> Take a bite. No. <laughs> yeah. You put your finger on it first. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not. <laughs> ah, I chipped a tooth. Oh, uh, <laughs> But, oh, yeah, so the whole reason I even brought up these competition shows is it'd be really fascinating to see a show with filmmakers and, like, we watch them edit. And, like, like so the team yeah. of judges are, like, pro filmmakers. Yeah. Steven Spielberg. And it's like, here's the script. We need you to film, like, a kung fu movie this This week. is what they tried to do, I think. On that show you were yeah. talking about? And it got canceled really quick or it only made a season one and you said it was old too i'm wondering was it, well, it so it, old that like it wasn't it was as like easy to edit during the new digital stage okay it was like youtube was around okay so i think the guy that won ended up being a youtuber okay that sounds interesting to me man i don't remember exactly i don't remember ever hearing about this but i mean that doesn't mean anything but i know exactly and then it's like or it's like you know you get like some real famous filmmakers to do it and it's like all right you're going to edit this scene, but you can only use your iPhone and like yeah. see who could get the most out of that. Or like a really funny, like challenge would be like, they give them like a, like some phone from like, I don't know, 2006 or something like yeah. an early smartphone. Like, all right, like using, like using the camera, but then you can also use like, I don't know, final cut or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, but like you could use like the, th there could be two ways of doing it. You could use like the worst, technology to capture but the best editing software or oh. you can use the latest iphone with the best technology and use like windows movie maker or something that would be cool. on like an old desktop yeah. so like you have really awesome like captured footage but crap editing software <laughs> i know they've done like stupid uh, comparisons like that that'd or, be cool but it's like that would be more cool in a competition and it's like film like a reality show dude million dollar idea if they if, tried if you make those, it, I don't know why they never take off. And I credit if, the like, curiosities. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Or maybe there are some out there and we just don't know about it. And that could be there could be like a really awesome YouTube channel that's like just started out recently and trying to build a following. Yeah. Or even something buried way deep into Netflix. Yeah, for real. Even oh. that's an algorithm, too. So it's going to no like joke. echo chamber a little bit. It is. I wish they would. Maybe they do this, but it doesn't feel like it. I wish they would like kind of fish for something totally outside your realm just right. to see if you're gonna think yeah. it looks cool they should that'd be that'd be excellent it's it's you know it's so many choices it gets overwhelming i mean there's always i mean i feel like everybody can relate to this it's like you sit down to watch something and you literally can spend an hour finding that perfect thing to watch yeah and then by the time you do it's like oh i'm ready for bed you know yeah, but it was worth it but it was worth it because you found a film like beckett <laughs> nice, nice. Good callback. Oh, or, you know, like what, what really is a weird feeling too, is when you finish yeah. a show, when you put your hand in a pickle jar, I, that is a weird feeling. That's not something <laughs> Sorry, I would I was... do. <laughs> 
I like, mm. I hate that feeling when you just finish a show, like maybe like four or five seasons worth. You've been, like, it's taken you months to finish and you finally finish it. And then it's like, what do I start next? It's kind of feels like a big commitment. It's like, what am I going to yeah. sink my teeth into? How now? am I going to like, I love this style. How am mm-hmm. I going to find another one like this? Yep. And then you don't, or you want something completely different. Yeah. What I like to do if I'm finishing like uh, a show that has a lot of seasons, I like to um, switch it up and do like movies, like maybe watch like a movie or two over the span of a yeah. couple nights. So I'm not making that huge commitment. Right. And yeah. I've been on the movie kick lately. Awesome. Other than some of the recent shows that are like, you have to wait a week. Uh, like Lord of the yeah. Rings. I love that. Is it good? Yeah. And anybody listening, don't, don't like be swayed by what other people are saying. Just yeah. go watch it. Is it safe because to say it's not what they're saying? If you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, if you like the the trilogy, the original, you would like this. I think so. Cool. Yeah. Just think of it as a new thing, though. Yeah. Sure. It's not. Oh yeah, people get know? people take stuff so seriously. Yeah. Like take it. I, mean, I like it like way it. better than the Hobbit so far. Yeah. I didn't care what I saw of the Hobbit. I didn't care for, but I thought the original three were great. Like it's I, a little bit slow, mm-hmm. but it is a TV series. Sure. So they have a chance to drag out the story to pay it off later. Sure. And if they don't, (laughs) then that won't be very good. Well, (laughs) right. But then you would hope there would be an awesome season two or something. But here's what's weird, too, though. So you're talking about it slow, but you're watching it in the context of you're watching it as it's coming out. And are they doing one episode a week? Yeah. So, see, it might feel slow, but the person that waits till they all drop it or maybe catches it like a year down the road and right. binges it. It might feel perfect. You're probably because right. Episode one ends I, and it seems it bleeds right oh, in episode two. Dude, you're right at a personal level for me. Cause yeah. I experienced that with the Mandalorian. Okay. Which love that show. How did you watch it? I watched it. Cause when it came out, I was in Africa and I didn't like record it or anything. Oh yeah. yeah. It. So I, uh, waited till I was on the airplane on the way back and I actually watched like the first three, four or five yeah. episodes. I don't remember. That's how many. kind of a shorter show. Isn't it, it is. I yeah. think there's only like eight or 10. Yeah. But, and then I was talking to everyone. I was like, this show is awesome. It's amazing. It feels like a Western, but it's star mm-hmm. Wars. And, and, and then you're like, Oh, well, that's what star Wars was supposed to be inspired to be like. Sure. And so it was the Mandalorian was like, it, it won people back to star Wars after they had a, Yep. You know, a weird taste in their mouth from the other ones. And then everyone else said, oh, yeah, it's just slow. And I was like, what? Really? Mm-hmm. It didn't feel that slow. Mm-mm. So but then you're, maybe you're right you're because I watched, I watched episode to episode. And it's like when you're not left yeah. on those cliffhangers or like what's going to happen next. It's weird too, because I feel like when streaming started, it was all about binging, binging, binging. And I don't think that's necessarily great either because it's like, I I always hate that idea of like a show comes out and you binge it in like three or four days. And then, you know, you've got like a year or maybe two before the next season comes out. So it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like that. That kind of stinks too. It's kind of like, you know, eating candy for dinner. Like it feels pretty good in the moment, but then like, all right, what's next? Like, I'm not it really is satisfied. like eating candy for dinner. <laughs> you know, you gotta eat like, the right amount. Yeah, exactly. But then, but if people are going to pace these shows for people that are binging them, but only release them one at a week, then it could feel slow. So yeah. it's, it's weird. I and think. you got to do it in a way where you don't feel guilty. Cause that's the thing about built binging shows. Mm-hmm. 
don't know, for me, it can just be like, one more episode. Yeah, like if I'm like late. watching way too much, and it's like the opportunity cost of my time was yep. not very right good, even though I love the show. And for me, I can be like, well, I'm just getting inspiration for like what I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you can make but, the argument. And yeah. it's way, it's, so it's way easier to do it when it is like one at a time or two at a time. Yeah. You know, I think I've been on the good. movie kick anyway. It's because awesome. I like the complete story. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get stuck into something that's going to, I'm not even sure at the end of the season, it's going to fully resolve stuff. Sure. Like a, at least a movie, unless they're leaving it open for a second movie. Mm-hmm. It's usually, they yeah. tie up most of the loose ends. Dude, I agree completely. I like, I, uh, I, so being a teacher, you know, summers off, um, a little bit more time and stuff. I know two summers ago, not this last one, but the summer before I finally, for the first time ever watched the Sopranos beginning to end. And I like got it all in. And that's like, okay. One of the best, I mean, one of my favorite shows ever. We talked earlier. I love mob movies, that all that okay. kind of stuff. I love that show this year, this summer, I was going to try to do Seinfeld and Seinfeld has a ton of seasons, short episodes, but a ton yeah. of seasons. And so, and that's kind of one that I feel like I can watch with my kids around. And it was actually kind of funny. Cause like, I'd be like, you know, tell my kids like, Hey, I'm going to go watch Seinfeld for a little bit. If you want to hang out with me, that's fine. But I'd kind of like to listen to it. You know, I'm just yeah. going to watch two episodes. And it's funny. Cause like Hattie, she's our youngest. She's like, I want to watch Seinfeld with you. And I'm like, you have no clue what anything is going <laughs> on. You don't understand it. But she's like, she thinks Kramer's funny. Did she ever sit stuff. there with you and watch it? I mean, she's like playing in the room. Okay. Like, Cause usually that's the case. They just want to be with you. Yes, exactly. But so it was not thing. a big deal, but like, it'd be funny. Like she'd sometimes like hear them laughing or me laughing and all that stuff. But like, so, you know, I'm, I don't know. I don't even know where I am. I'm like maybe somewhere in season three, maybe season four, but I, I was like, you're over here I'm in my office. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't touched Seinfeld. That sounds really funny. <laughs> I haven't watched that show though in like literally weeks. And it's like, but I mean a show like that, the stakes are pretty low. So like I could watch it tonight and like, I didn't miss anything. It's Those are be good funny. shows to have too. The lo- like low effort shows. Yeah. yeah. And if you're interrupted, it's not like a, crazy huge deal and i don't want to lose subscribers with my office hot takes it's but like that's why people like watch the office over yeah and over because it's low effort yeah. low energy i've seen so many people they watch the office and go in the other room <laughs> like and they're, they're like i watched it and to have it on yeah it's like a familiar friend or it's something like, well did you watch it all the way Without distractions the first time? Yeah. Or are you just, is this why you watch it six times? It's interesting. So you catch it all? <laughs> You're <laughs> catching a little tidbit at a time. And I don't do that. I do not like to repeat stuff. Um, sh- TV shows, at least. I find TV more disposable than movies. For some reason, I will go back to movies. But TV, I, I like never Okay, do. so then here's a good question. What yeah. is a show that you have gone back to? Is there any? Or are there any? <laughs> I legit. I legit don't, I, I don't think so. I don't really rewatch. Okay. Oh no, 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 that's not true. Um, uh, so like animated, uh, stuff. So Simpsons family guy, oh, okay. Some South park, like that kind of vein, just cause it's super funny yeah. and a little bit nostalgic too. And those are rewatchable. All the episodes stand on its own. Yes. And they're, you know, funny and, um, so, you know, stuff like that, like it, it's easy to like, just throw on a random, you know, like episode of something like that but like no like like uh the good place probably one of my favorite like sitcoms of like, like pretty recent stuff i probably wouldn't go back and watch it because i all the the beats and the big plot points are still fresh enough that it wouldn't surprise me 
And so I wouldn't yeah. feel the need to watch it. But if like, I truly forgot something like, Oh yeah. Like I don't really remember what happened. Yeah. Then I, I could see myself wanting to watch it again. Yeah. But, I think on the good place, a show like that, if I watched it alone, the only time I would like to watch it again is if I'm bringing my wife into it yeah. or someone else. Yeah. Then I love it. I love repeating sure. and watching again. No, I, I would agree with that. I did that yeah. with Dio for the Mandalorian. He was born in the, and then in the hospital, I turned on the Mandalorian, even though he wasn't old enough to He's understand. He's picking it up. <laughs> He's getting it by osmosis. Like, this will be your first show you're going to watch. That's right. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, Dio. That's awesome. No, that's a good one too. D- dude. So but Lord of the Rings, I would go back and watch those episodes, even though they're not all the way out. Oh, the rings of power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that too, like if you're watching it, like one, one episode, one week at a time, like I could see, um, there's so much, it might this. make sense to binge it. Cause like a lot yeah. of, a lot of life happens between an episode. I'm really bad with names. Yeah. And, and fantasy a, is not good for that. Fantasy whole new world, especially yep. like Lord of the Rings. It's yep. like, I don't remember anybody's names. Who's that guy? Or I mean, like, or you might recognize. Or is like, that oh, a town? Yeah. Or is that, you know, <laughs> that's that the guy city? from the place. And he, they're mad at those people because those people did. Dude, they are really good at the transitions. Yeah. When you move from this place to this place, mm-hmm. they really show that in a really cool way in the rings of power. Okay. And it moves over. I have a question for you. Did. The, so obviously Lord of the Rings, um, not only in the books, but the movies came out way before. Uh, but Game of Thrones was a huge cultural powerhouse. Do you feel like Rings of Power has borrowed some of like the themes or presentation style of Game of Thrones to kind of capture that? Or does Ring of or does the Rings of Power stay true to itself? What's your opinion? Because I legit don't know. I have if you're talking specific Rings of Power. So it's, I have to back up because Game of Thrones got its inspiration from Lord of the Rings. Right. So then. Right. Because the Rings of Power got like, it's it's kind of weird. It would be a mix. So I guess my question is, is it grittier? Does it try to be more mature? more like Lord of the Rings. Good. Okay. So it keeps the the vibe. Yeah. Which to we, me, you know, to I, me it does. You know, like obviously, Lord of the like, Rings would like show off the land, mm-hmm. show off the big production, yeah, and like show a lot of cool sights that it's just cool to see. They do that in this, yeah. And Game of Thrones is more dirty, not in terms of just sure. like content, but like you know, just like grimy. I guess I mean like the orcs and stuff are kind of yeah, like you know there. gross, but in like the grimy aspect. But I feel like you know, Lord of the Rings is also more whimsical at times and inspiring Dude, and stuff. It is. It but is it's Game of Thrones is more like message in da- it too. Yes, and Game of Thrones is more like dark, and there's some really evil, twisted people, and, and not everything's totally explained. Yeah, so I'm just wondering like if that. I wonder if if the people that made Rings of Power felt that may be like, oh, we need to tap into this audience and like kind of kind of I, I don't want to say sync to the level, but like content wise in terms of maybe morality, did they know. have to sink down to like the gritty it HBO? Feel like they did. Good. It feels good really clean and like yeah, you know, it's back to the uh, the really good makeup. You know, like remember when like Orlando Bloom won like the better the best uh look or something? I don't, I don't remember what it was exactly. Sure. I believe but I remember that. And it was like the horses are restless. Yeah. Cause they made them look flawless. Yeah. Like you could see every, um, in his skin, you could see every like pore. Oh, wow. But it didn't look like makeup. 
And I feel like they kind of get that in this too. It's good. And should be easier. I mean, the technology's it's only a brighter improved. feel. There's, yes. there's a lot of daytime, um, but then there's a lot of dark. Sure. Um, it's really, it's, it just feels more adventure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Does and it they keep have a good message. Feel? Like the latest episode, it's not really a spoiler, but the the whole like topic of it, just for anybody listening, not a spoiler. Yeah. The main topic was like to put, not act out in fear. Mm. Don't make decisions based on a fear. Yeah. Of something that you've been shown about what's going to happen, but to get on the other side and act out of faith. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. And I was like, dude, this is really good. That's way more in I line with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And they mean it in a in a secular way because it's the show, of course. And so it's like faith in what or faith in who. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just yeah, it's refreshing to have like a really good. I don't know because heart, heart heartwarming feeling. Yes, type. positive. Yeah, ultimately. Because Game of Thrones is not that. Game of Thrones is like. They go everywhere. Like there are some. And there are some inspired. Sure. But it's not going to like, it's not trying to make you maybe a better person by watching it. It's like, here's some really messed up people doing messed up things. And there's some cool. And they're exploring that drama. And it's more like real world too. Because the real world's not always like perfect and, you know, pleasant. So like I. But things can have restoration, you mm -hmm. know. But things don't always have that. And it was like Game of Thrones felt like it was trying to really emphasize that yeah you know the whole last season (laughs) which is really cool though too like i think what i love about what game of thrones did is like kind of introduce this idea that you can make bold choices you can kill off huge characters way earlier than you'd ever expect it and basically like yeah they were notorious for that that's really cool though i think that that you know that keeps things interesting and stuff for me, you know, it's like, okay, well, obviously this is a main character. We're going to see him five seasons down the road. Oh, dang, you lopped his head off. You know, like, <laughs> that's pretty crazy, you know, like. Uh, so. I like it to a degree, but then it's like, I really want to, like, be able to follow a main story. And sure. If I'm, like, relating to someone and it keeps me wanting to watch the show and then mm-hmm. they're killed off, then it's like, oh, great. Now I'm shopping around again for like, who else? Oh who else yeah. Is here? No, that's, um, that is a good point too. So if, if that, if that like idea, if that gimmick is overdone, then it right. can really have the, a negative impact. Yeah. But I, I am a fan of like Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's not a spoiler guys, but if you haven't watched Endgame, then I, mean, I guess it would on, be, dude. but come on, it's come been, on. it's been some time. What are you waiting for now? They, you know, when Iron Man, uh huh made his last sacrificial move. Mm-hmm. I just love that about his character arc. And it made him, even though like he died, it, it made it feel complete about his whole character arc. Sure. And so that was fine. Yeah. With him being like killed off, I guess, you know, and it seems like knock on wood that they're going to actually stick with that. I think my biggest fear is all okay. I'm a backtrack. So infinity war is my favorite ever of Marvel because I love the ending. I just love how it's like, Oh dang, like something legit happened because it broke the formula. And that's a, that was a good, here's the heroes. Here's the new big bad. It's going to be a big battle, but the good guys are going to come out on top. And I loved leaving the theater being like, 
completely in the unknown. I can't believe holy moly, they did that. They did that. And then, you know, and then you're like, and then all those months of being like, dude, what if they legit like, and I mean, I think we all kind of knew in the back of our head that a lot of people would come back and stuff again, spoilers. But, but I feel like, I feel like, man, just, I remember leaving the theater and being like, dude, that, was awesome because <laughs> the in, the end game pun yeah. intended for any movie. If you leave a theater feeling something, or my favorite is I like I think my mark of a good movie is am I thinking about it later? Am I like getting ready for bed later and like man I got to read the IMDb, I got to read the trivia about this movie, yeah. or I'm reading the Wikipedia, or I want to read what like everybody else thought about this movie too, yeah. or like you know days later. Oh man, that was really cool, dude. That's that's like excellent because the worst sin is not a movie being bad is a movie leaving you feeling apathetic mm. to where it's like oh yeah it was fine i don't really remember much about what happened but yeah it was pretty cool like i think it was fine but no like when a movie leaves a mark mm. dude so infinity war left a mark that's what you say for a good movie what do you think about why do we as humans as a mass like movies what do you think like a number one reason is or I say a number one, <laughs> you can't really say that, but what's like a top five. I think, I think part of it is like maybe wish fulfillment in a way. Like we get to see characters living lives that we wish we could in some way. So like, here's an example. How many movies do we watch where a big chunk of the time is the character goes to work, comes home, eats dinner, watches a movie or plays a video game all night, goes to bed, wakes up, does it again, texts with their friends, you know, assuming the character's single, we'll just go with that for ease. Okay. That'd be super boring, right? Like most, you know, in in most movies, like we're following characters, not a lot of downtime. They're doing something. Um, It's just different. It it gives you a personal sense of like, you feel like you were a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an escape. Um, I think that, and then I think like, yeah, just like it makes us feel something, you know, like, dude, I don't need to leave a movie feeling super happy or super upbeat, but if a movie like makes you feel something, that's awesome, dude. I, I love when I get choked up in a movie. Mm, yeah. Cause that means I was invested. I think that's pretty the good. best line you said, feel something. Yeah. I would agree for me. That's exactly what it is. And it's not that like. I really want to cry right now or no. I really want to go have a good laugh. Well, maybe sometimes, but oh yeah, um, you know, it's not usually that it's like, but then you hear about a story and then you just want to, you get curious about the story, bring mm-hmm. it back to curiosity dudes podcast. I think yeah. what, you know, a number one reason is just curiosity of what's going to play out. And then you come back because you felt something. And then you start looking forward to those feelings again, along with the curiosity. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think that's why theaters are so vital because like, especially every year we're just, there's so many more distractions and it's so easy at home to be like, you know, any down moment, like, well, I'll see if there's a notification or I'll see if anybody oh, commented yeah. on my post or oh, the dishwasher is too loud. Or, sure. Or like, you know, I hear the oh, kids it's cold in here. Let's talking. turn down the temperature. You're like, or I can go for a else. snack right now. Or, you know, I think there's a soda in the fridge or, <laughs> but like, I love going to the movies because it's like huge screen, dark room, no pause, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you like have to be in the moment. Yeah. I love that. dude, And, and that's always the best experience. I know like a lot of people don't like it. It could be annoying being around other people and other people like can ruin it. But like for the most part, you know, if you go, you, you know, if you're seeing I, a movie on opening night, oh, probably that's not, the best. That can be really fun too. I guess it depends. It depends on the style of movie and the, yeah. yeah. If you're going to see like a big event movie, that's like really fun. Like if you can go and look up, I don't know if it'd be on Facebook reels, but it was on TikTok. And just look up Avengers reactions mm-hmm. and people were recording on their phones um, vertically. You know? Oh, and yeah. It, it didn't seem like piracy. They were just trying to capture certain capture moments. a moment. Sure. Yeah. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't watch this no. as a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awful. <laughs> so you're like um, you, you can watch people's reactions of like Infinity War, like we were talking about where oh. everyone disappeared. Like, and there's some dang. people that way overreacted. But it's of like course. the mass what do you call it? Mass hysteria or whatever, Mm -hmm. where just when you're in a full group of invested people, the energy levels just skyrocket. That's cool. It's exponential. And then there was some with, uh, the moment where they all come through the rings of Endgame. Oh yeah. Dude. Avengers assemble. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Their reactions were awesome. And I love that movie even, even more. Yeah. After watching a whole YouTube video about the score during that moment. Oh, okay, cool. And I don't know if you can notice that much without knowing about it first, but there's like seven key changes in it. Oh, really? <laughs> and it kind of it just keeps key changing up and up and up. That's awesome. And it sounds amazing. You just I, if I see that clip on TikTok or Facebook, yeah. or whatever, I stop. That's I'm awesome. always watching it again. Uh, just cause Dude. I love, I remember that feeling and like, it was cool. It was like, yeah, the band's back together. Everyone's here. They are alive. And it yeah. was like, you're wondering <sighs> if it worked at all to, right. for Hulk to bring them back. And then no, was dude, cool. that was awesome. Yeah. That was so well done. Those, those two movies. And I, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, but dude, infinity war and Endgame are just like almost yeah. perfection. I mean, really, really awesome cinematic moments. Do you yeah. have, do you, I do have an answer for this for sure. Do you have a favorite like cinematic experience and, and kind of keeping the theme of like, because of the crowd, because of watching it in a room of people, no way home. Oh, Spider-Man. Okay. Yes. Cool. Sorry. Sorry. When you, <laughs> that was quick. When you said no way home, no way. my brain went to, for some reason, homeward bound. Oh dude. We, we watched that recently. <laughs> Did you with the cats and with the dogs? Oh my gosh. And I was like, no way. Oh, okay. So then, okay. Spider-Man. I was like, wow, the dog movie. That's awesome. The cat movie. (laughs) Dude, that's awesome. Shout out if anybody knows what that movie is. Oh, old school Disney. Dude, that's good. Old school. Well, okay. So, so what? Spider-Man No Way Home because of the. So what happened? Yeah. I mean, what what made it like that? Like, how did the crowd at the theater. Again, again, again. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. But dude, that's been out for a while. Yeah. So it's a light spoiler warning for Spider-Man No Way Home. spoilers. You can handle it. When the, <laughs> here's five seconds, four, three, two, one. Okay. So when the, all the Spider-Man started coming out and you, you know, you cool. first saw that it was, um, shoot. Toby Maguire. No, the other guy. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield first. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And everyone else was too. <laughs> nice. It was an opening night, but sure. we got the leftovers of like, Hey, it was the next day or the next. Oh yeah. I don't remember if it was two days off. Well, you were a whole new cool. group of people that and like, I was with my brother, um, two of my brothers and my dad. And that's, and so cool. it just made it better. And I said, guys, I don't know what's going to happen in this movie, 
but if we see this, I'm I'm going crazy. But the best part was honestly the reveal of um Daredevil. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't care about Daredevil that much. Like, yeah, truly, it was a good show. truly the best part was the all the Spider-Mans being in it. But she, like the way they revealed Daredevil was amazing. And people, if you're listening and you have any say at all to those cuts on Spider-Man No Way Home that are released on home versions and stuff, please bring this part back to the theater cut because they changed it. Oh, okay. So when it cut to boom, all of a sudden it was Daredevil's face. And that was the reveal. You didn't see any build up to it at, at all. It was just like, boom, he's the lawyer talking about the situation Spider-Man's in. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. It's like, whoa, yeah. And, and like everybody like slowly, in the theater was like, and oh, like zooming out and, and then he like caught that brick and, um, th- that was really cool. But now I, awesome. I guess it like, I, I need to go and watch and see exactly, but I believe the cut is different now. Oh, okay. They changed it. That's yeah. a bummer. So you're kind of like, That's awesome. I think it might even be a wide shot first. So you're like, who is that? And then they go closer. So then it's like, Oh, okay. Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's cool though. I think that's a really, that's a really awesome example. Cause yeah. it's like, especially if people are genuinely shocked and surprise in a really cool way. I mean, like, I guess the word for that would be fan service. But man, when fan service is done really well, it's yeah. super rewarding. And it's like, yeah. yeah, like this was awesome. Yeah, because they could have had anybody. The magic of the movies. They always say that if you go to B&B theaters, oh. you know, the magic of the movies. But it's true, man. I like there. If the and I think if COVID didn't kill theaters, you know, then maybe there's a fighting chance that they can stay open. But man, I, there's just something about seeing a movie in a theater. It's magical. I love taking my kids to movies, even though it could be hectic. Like I hope yeah. they catch that. And I hope they remember, you know, like I hope they Theaters have really always, good memories. I think they'll always have a place. They just might have to change things. Yeah. Because our TVs and our soundbars are really cool. It's true. And when people do have houses, they can put theater rooms that are dedicated, you know, mm-hmm. and I would love to have something like that. Actually, especially for color grading. Cause what if I just watch movies in the color grading suite? You know, that, there you go. That'd be cool. And you could it's just like use for business and yeah, just watching the sounds movies. Sounds like a tax yeah. right off to me. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Okay. So, so what was your, Oh yeah. I'll answer that. And then I've got a, another question too. So, um, <laughs> mine, uh, I hope this doesn't get us our, an explicit rating just because of the name. So, you know, I'm going to keep it friendly. I'm going to say donkey or Jack. Oh, okay. Jack, Bud. Jack donkey, Jack donkey. Um, the, so really all of them, because every single one I felt that I saw in theaters was a similar experience, like early, maybe not opening night, but early in the run. But I remember the first movie packed house. I was probably the perfect age where I had to be like, I don't know, 16, 17 packed house, biggest theater and just uproarious laughter. Like everybody, oh, okay. la- like the, like, you know, laughter being infectious. It really yes. was. So the laughter was infectious. The shock, the, Oh, oh the cringing, the, Oh my the gosh. Ewing. Just Ew. so much fun. And I just remember that just almost being like, I don't know, like almost the energy of like a concert or like a live event or something like just electric. And I remember just like having so much fun, like sides hurt, cheeks hurt from laughing, from grinning. And just like it it probably would have been equally as funny watching it by myself in, in a lot of respects. But there's just something about like being there with a ton of people 
Yeah. I'll always look back fondly on those. That was really fun. Here's my next question though. So talking about the kids, right. And like wanting, you know, like I want my kids to have those experiences. Do you have an early, an early like cinema experience, like the magic of the movies where you were like, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe not like the one that well, makes right you off fall the top of my head. The, cinema, the first, like, the first movie I went to in a theater was A Bug's Life. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so I remember that, and like that's awesome. The lighting of theaters are just cool. Like, so it was like laser. I always thought they were lasers on the walls, but oh, they're cool. You know, it's just neon lights. Did and you stuff. get to go to movies very often as a young kid? Because I know that you have a, a large family. So yeah. was that like a very rare treat for you guys, or what was that like? It was both. Sure. Well, I said both, but what did there well, no, two I mean, things you said? Well, I mean, like, it was, was like, did you, was a, it a, both a rare, rare treat? And or not, like, like, did you go like, I don't know. It was our thing. If we were going to do something, right. It would be a movie. And like, we had routines of like, we all got movie tickets in our stockings. That's and we would cool. go watch okay. like a, a movie for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was like, sucks for you guys working on Christmas, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this is fun. And it is really fun. I love going to the movies on Christmas. And sometimes and we get all the cousins or, to go too, and that's cool. pack the theater. We you watched, guys probably could. You guys probably filled yeah, small yeah. theater. <laughs> we watched Elf in theaters too. Oh, that's cool, dude. Okay, this brings me back to like a bad experience. It has nothing to do with the movie, but the Grinch. We watched that in theaters. The Jim Carrey one or the cartoon one? The Jim Carrey one. Yeah, the movie. awesome. And that movie is hilarious, and I love it. Yeah, but. Dude, we ate like so much. What was it? Sour gummy worms. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I was like throwing up. <laughs> that sucks. We ate so much. I was little enough not to discipline myself. Were you throwing but up at the movie theater? Like what do you got? It was home? afterwards when we got oh, home. Thank goodness. I know, but right? Still. <laughs> but still, then I was like, I do not feel good. Oh, that's <laughs> I was I was starting to get stomach aches during the movie. Oh, I though. bet. So I was like, then you're just yeah, by then you're distracted and you're oh, not watching the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so good, dude. Is this over? <laughs> For me, I I remember fondly um, being a little kid. And uh, I remember it was a school night. It was a week night. It was probably, don't most movies debut in theaters on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday? Or is that? No. Tuesday was always like when they come out it's on like, DVD. It's Fridays, but it, Fridays, it became like Thursday nights. Thursday you know? nights. Something. I, I remember it was a school night. And I remember, yeah, because I remember I definitely had school that day. Maybe it was midnight Thursday. And there was school the next day. It wasn't that late. But I remember oh. my parents and I, they, they were like, hey, we're going to eat out tonight. Which, you know. I'm an only child, so it wasn't like that was completely uncommon, but it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of nice. Let's say it was like a Wednesday night or something or a Thursday night. And we were eating, and I remember being at dinner and just like, you know, talking about whatever and being like, hey, mom, hey, dad, like, I think I think Independence Day came out today. And they were like, hmm. oh, really? That's interesting. And I was like, yeah. Like, is this the Will Smith one? Yeah, like the original. Whoa. And I was like, yeah, like maybe, maybe we could see it sometime this weekend. And they You're were kind of, I'm just kidding. No. Yeah, I, I, know. <laughs> I am. And uh, they were kind of like looking at each other and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that'd be really cool. Maybe we could see it this weekend. Like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe we can. And uh, we, we got in the car and I remember like we drove right to the movie theater and they didn't like, they didn't tell me till I was there. I was like, oh. I was like are we seeing Independence Day? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And I remember being like super excited about not only yep. seeing the movie, but equally excited about being able to tell all my friends at school the next day, guess what I did last nice. night? And like t- talking all about it and stuff. So like that was so freaking awesome. And I thought that movie was great. 
yeah. and really cool. I think one. Lyric, my daughter, mm-hmm. just for those who don't know, um, she's five now. And I think she really, really catches that now. That's cool. So it's it's starting to get the point. Like we went to, we actually went to the first Sonic. Yeah. That was when she first started to like really enjoy watching a movie That's in the cool. theater. And yeah, she would run around a little bit, but you get those seats that can... Like if you get those first row seats that has the rail. Yeah. Oh, and it's that's great. Good. Cause you can, there's a little yeah. area for them to go. Most people aren't in theaters much anymore anyways. Sure. But anyway, then we watched Sonic two and Theo's here too. And we were a little surprised how well he did. Good. But, um, Lyric definitely was way into She's it. She's all in. And that's fun. Oh, it is. It's so nice when your kids, when you know your kids can make it through a movie. If you're a parent with young kids, you probably know. Like the first time ever you try to take your kids, it's such a toss up. Like we we took ours to uh, Finding Dory and we went to a, a tiny theater um, and, you know, an er, like the earliest in the day showing. And we they made it through as long as there was a bucket of popcorn. And yeah. I don't even remember how little they were. I mean, yeah. they were young, probably too young to go. But when the popcorn ran out, then they were ready to get up. And there was honestly there's only one other family in the theater, but we felt so bad for like potentially ruining their experience that we left with like 30 minutes to go. So we didn't even finish it. Oh, and the, shoot. the kids didn't you care. You were probably fine. <sighs> I know. You were like, I what felt you were thinking really that they bad. felt they probably, what you were thinking they thought yeah. was probably worse than what they actually thought. I know. I'm always that way because I always tell myself like, I never I mean, it's care. nice to be considerate. But. I know. And I never care if other kids are like, you know, like if kids are in church or something like that. No, they, they were probably close and they, they had their kids were a little bit older though, and their oh. kid their kids were not moving around like ours. If they're close enough, I just start talking to them. Nice. I just <laughs> I don't know, but so that was kind of like the trial run. But then I remember like every movie after that got better and got better, and like now like all of our kids can set through a movie. Oh, that's cool, and that was really nice. Congratulations. So, I know it feels really good. It's like yeah. yeah, but now it's like you know. Just obviously, yeah, it's just expensive now because you know the older they get, and then. The food and all You're that stuff. You're at the, I can go to movies with my kids stage. That's right. That's, you know, that's um, another stage of life would be cool. Is like, I can play multiplayer games with my kids. Yeah. Now, you know, for real. So man, speaking of who needs friends, who needs friends when you have kids, that's right. <laughs> you definitely need friends. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's fun to talk with your little ones. It's good to have grown up conversations as well. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm, I was about to go off on a tangent that we could talk about for 30 more minutes. We should wrap this up. Is there is there anything in like the did you cover your idea of a movie you, that you watched? Oh, and you had a thought. Is that a short discussion? It is. Okay. So, yeah, I uh, I was just happy because in, in my world, watching a movie from beginning to end in one setting has not happened in a long time. I usually watch movies in two or three, ah. but I ended up staying up later than I wanted to. But that's because the movie was so good. So, OK, my uh, this is Drew's recommendation. I thought this was really cool. Um, and I don't know if you've watched it yet. Have you watched Elvis? No, it's good. OK, I liked it a lot. So, um I, I don't know how much you've like heard about it or seen about it. It's definitely yeah. like its own style. It's very like the way it's edited. It's very okay. um, frantic. I would say the way like it's shot and pieced together. And it's that way on purpose. And I will say probably the first Tom Hanks is in it. Yeah. I would say the first um, 15 minutes or so I was kind of wrestling with, man, am I going to really 
really want to stick with this because like the way it kind of just goes back and forth is very stylish. So it's very stylish and it's, it's very much a choice the way it's like edited and put together. But once you kind of settle in and realize what it is, like I thought it was, man, it was really interesting and I was prepared to find a halfway point and finish it later, but I didn't want to turn it off. Okay. And so Man, just because you wanted to watch a movie all the way through or because the story I was wanted to wa- I wanted to finish it all the way through. I didn't want to, okay. like, come back to it later and, and risk not getting back to it t- in a timely manner. And so, man, as a as a tired dad, you know, that could be like one of the biggest recommendations is, hey, I stayed up late later than I wanted to. And I didn't I, I didn't feel like I could, you know, and eh, I'll catch it some other time. Like, I really was engaged with it. So I thought it was a cool movie. I, I've read some, some people saw it. Some people love it. Some people thought it was kind of like, eh, but uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I, a good music biopic, but it's not really like a biopic cause it's not super serious. It's not like Ray or uh walk the line, but it kind of like those, but it's way more stylish. So it's way more. Yeah, I was artistic. wondering in comparison to walk the line. Cause I always thought that was the best. That's like, an awesome movie. What origin singer movie. Yep. So. biopic, whatever, but yeah, no, it's, it's way more stylish and, um, you know, it's got a distinct flavor to it. It's, you'll just have to watch it. Like even just watching a preview, you'll get an idea of like, man, the way this dude edited the movie. I mean, there's very, very talented there weaving in and out. Okay. It's super colorful. It's visually appealing. Was it accurate cool. to anything that you know, of? as far as I know, I mean, like for the most part, one of the critics I read said that it was like watching Wikipedia, the movie, like it just <laughs> hit the highlights and stuff. So I think, yes, I mean, it's very much, okay. but they it's, put a lot of songs into it. Yeah. Okay. A lot. So it, it hits the beats so of like probably a, a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I was like two forty. Okay. Yeah. But it was cool though. I mean, I thought it was really, that's cause you got to fit in all the songs you do. And you got to fit all the moments. I mean, Elvis had a lot, you know, a lot of, yeah. a lot like his career span. Did he you know? leave the building? <laughs> yeah. They, they threw that in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. But yeah, it was Does cool, it get man. super political? Yeah. Uh, yes. But I is mean, it like natural political or is it like they're trying yeah, to. Yeah, to the time because it was it, it, like there's a whole idea of um, uh, uh, Colonel Tom Parker is Tom Hanks's character, Elvis's manager. He wants to keep Elvis squeaky clean. Like, hey, you don't talk about politics. You don't you don't talk about any of this stuff. You don't even if you have a girlfriend, you don't let anybody know because you want to be kind of all things to all people so we can sell the most. Right. Mm. And uh, in the the 60s, Vietnam and uh, really, really a ton of it was around like segregation and race relations. Elvis was super inspired by black music of the time. Okay, And he kind of brought that he kind of blended that with like country music and made this thing. And he basically like, you know, some people would say they called it rock. mm -hmm. Some people would say he like took and stole it. Other people would say like he introduced it to a mainstream every white artist, audience that would never do. Every never artist could be accused of stealing. hundred percent. Oh yeah. No, there's nothing new under the sun, Yeah, but just new interpretations and stuff. But that's cool. um, so his manager's like, Hey, you shouldn't talk out about this stuff. And Elvis like, uh, and he has like this comeback special and he gets, it's supposed to be this. It's actually a really fun scene. He's supposed to be doing like this super cheesy Christmas special. And these, kind of hippie guys that kind of like start to take over his career. Like they're like, Hey, you should do what you want to do. Elvis and Elvis does get political against the war against, you know, racism and stuff, but it's not, they were trying to be like true to what he was true to the time. It's not, it's not 2022 political. 
it's it wasn't where like sixties and seventies. But like, it wasn't where like the filmmakers were trying to no. push a certain side of something. I don't believe so. It cool. it okay. rang true to like what the sentiments were at the time. Okay, cool. The era of Vietnam, anti people, a lot of people are anti-war, um, you know, the whole racism stuff. I mean, you know, some people were real, you know, people were starting to become more open and and inclusive. And then hmm. you saw people fighting for segregation and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I'm curious yeah. like where he stood on all that or like how he was, how he, he changed and I mean, all that. So I don't know. It's like Did they explore that in the movie. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So like his, uh, you know, if you, I, it's like spoilers, if it's real life, okay, I don't you know. Don't say it. But basically like, you know, his life, uh, his dad went to jail for writing ba- a bad check and his mom raised him and his, I think his, brother, sister. I don't remember. I think um, I heard that cause I went to his museum. Yeah. And so they, uh, um, they basically like grew up in a black neighborhood. And so Elvis had black friends and, um, probably not super common at the time. And he, uh, would go to like these like Pentecostal black church revivals and stuff and hear the music there. And like, there's this really cool scene where he like goes in and he's like getting swept up in the music of this like church tent revival thing. So no. And, and like he goes to Beale street in Memphis and he hangs out with BB King and like, like those are his people. It's really cool. I don't know. Like I, I didn't really know necessarily that much, but okay. it's, it's entertaining. I added so. it to the list. Yeah, dude, it's cool. It's on a HBO max streaming for free. Which is always kind of a funny way to say like, oh yeah, it's on Netflix. It's free. Well, it's not free. You pay a monthly cost, but yeah, I was like, it what, feels free. Is it, <laughs> is it like a, a free one movie that you can watch? No. And then that's your way of wanting to get it more HBO feels free. Oh yeah, I wish. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. But anyway, so I don't know. I was just, uh, you know, impressed um, okay. that a movie, you know, yeah, like I stayed up later than I wanted to. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So Elvis. Two All thumbs right. up, three popcorn bags out of four. I don't know, something <laughs> like that. But yeah. Have you watched any good movies uh, this week? You said you're on a movie kick. Anything stick out to you this week? That's funny. I, I said that, and then I can't think of a movie <laughs> That's all good. that I recently watched. I tried to watch one with the kids, and I ended up leaving. You've been watching Rings of Power. That's been your That's, thing, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, and, and so, it's only like on Fridays that I've been able to watch stuff. Me and Rose actually surprisingly like She-Hulk. Um, okay. Just for like all the cameos and it's a fun show. Um, pretty lighthearted, right? It's lighthearted. And they're actually pretty aware of what they are in the show. And when she narrates, she like breaks the fourth wall and all that. Kind of like, um, I was going to say Daredevil. De- Deadpool. Deadpool. That's cool. Um, kind of like that. Um, and I don't necessarily like her as a character. I think the actor is doing really good though. Mm. I don't know her name, but she's really good. Cool. Um, I, it's hard to get over the CGI because it just doesn't look right. It's an uncanny Valley there. Okay. But once you know all that, it's really cool for, um, the cameo, all the cameos. Okay. So it, it's a little refreshing in the sense that, oh, Hey, they're making something and they're actually crossing over to other things. Mm-hmm. Cause they've been making a lot. That's not crossing over. It's like all. moon Knight Didn't cross over to anything really. Right. right? Wasn't that I've heard yeah. standalone. And, and it was like moon Knight was cool, but it was like, did it I felt like that? it would have paid off more in the end or, sure. or at least have some sort of a reveal. And then right. Even the black widow movie at the end, it didn't really cross over that. Sure. It wasn't that exciting yeah. to me did I need when that? it crossed. Yeah. But this one is cool. Um, 
So no. So re- I don't, th- I don't so think any movies. Hardy recommendations to people on the fence. Watch Rings of Power. Check out She Hulk. Those are those are yeah. You feel safe recommending those? Like those are good. I, well, worth worth your. Worth I a would watch? not take it back, but you got to know that there are people that do not like She Hulk. Okay, and you could be one of those people. That's fair. But if they're only thirty minute episodes, it's just a click too. It's like yeah. ultimately, like if I'm fifteen minutes in, it's yeah. not like I bought just a like movie our ticket. Podcast, if you don't like it, you can turn it off. Yeah, you know what, Napoleon, you can leave. <laughs> Yes, I love Napoleon. <laughs> that's that's an excellent. It's kind of the same thing with phone calls. I was like, why do I have so much anxiety for phone calls? And like, I think I got over it, but it was like, and, and it had to do with all the telemarketers and spam calls mm, and stuff. Yeah. But then I'm like, I have the power to hang up. That's right. And then I started getting curious, like, hmm, what are they going to say this time? And then now I'm into the, like the trolling side of things where. Rose will do it too. Sometimes we'll just answer it and be like, what? You know, and my philosophy is (laughs) if I, if I dial a number and make a prank call, then I am doing something wrong. But if a telemarketer or a scammer calls me, then that's a gift. That's a gift. That's a prank call that I didn't make that just came to my doorstep and I could be a silly or goofy. I can say whatever I prank want. Prank calls come to you now. I, they come to me and I, I, I answer all the time. Holly gets so mad. She's true. Hang up the phone. I'll, I'll do it on speaker too, just oh, like that's, entertain the rest of the people, whoever's that is around. So good. <laughs> that is so fun. Oh, you I'll can tell have, Rose to put it on speaker too. Yeah. Oh, you can have so much fun with them. It's great. You know, good natured. And if it's not going anywhere, you know, you just hang up or like, and I feel good if it's a scammer, I feel good knowing that I wasted a little bit of their time that they, sure. they were on the phone with me and not like an elderly person that's going to like give over their information. And you're always worried that they'll do like double down and target you even more. And bring it, but I stopped being worried about that because yeah. if I don't do. have time for it, I'll just ignore it. And if I do, then it's a fun little, a fun little treat yeah. for my day. Or I'll help myself to a prank I think call. There was someone that was like, is this, it was someone else's phone that was ringing and they're like, Oh, I'm not going to answer that. I was like, no, give it to me. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> Wait, this happened in the car. We were in the same car. I think. Did it? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, I, I and, can't remember what we said like, on that retreat. Yeah. Is this Janice or something like that? And I was like, <laughs> Yes, this is Janice in a very deep voice. And then they said, well, this is the police department. And I was like, oh, shoot, hang up. Like, even if they're kidding about it being the police, like, I don't even want to mess with that. Oh, so. that could be bad. You could get the real Janice in some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Janice. So Shout Jared, out to Janice. Yeah. Sorry if Jared got you arrested. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that's so good. Hey, real quick, we can can hang up on this thought. Let's do it. I was wondering about an experiment. And we need to know based on comments. People need to leave reactions, especially if you made it this far into the podcast. Ah, yes, the true test. Then how awesome would it be to have a free account and sign up and subscribe to nothing? I'm thinking about it in an experiment. Okay. How many people would do it just because of the the joke? Sign up to what? I'm nothing. Wait, I just got my new account to nothing. Like you're actually signing up on on my website that I have, but nothing happens. Oh, okay. And you so- get complete exclusive access to nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so like, do I even get an email that confirms that I've subscribed to nothing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's you have subscribed to nothing. You will receive no future correspondence. Yeah. You'll never hear from us again. <laughs> That's fun. I mean, sure. What are yeah. you doing? I'm logging into nothing. <laughs> I need to check God, my nothing just account. The, just the funniness around it. I don't know if like, that's why I want to call it an experiment. Like how many people would do that? And then like, could this, okay. Cause it comes from like these large Facebook groups. They declared one day at five o'clock, everyone, we're going to take photos of all of us just staring out a window at nothing. And there was like a mass thing about it. Okay. And, that's be, cool. and it, it was like almost a movement. So I just imagine how, how great would it be if it like a crazy amount of number of people that it's like, Oh, now uh, even famous people are starting to subscribe to nothing. That'd be fun. Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> completely I, free. I, th- I think that'd be really good. I think, <laughs> you know, if people didn't know what it was, it'd be like, you know, whom I give my information to. I think it'd be really funny is if you do nothing with it for a long time, like at least a year. Okay. And then you send out some sort of like email. And it says nothing. Yeah. It's just white. Yeah. Or, or black or, or, or whatever. Exactly. Like the, whatever the, your, uh default is on your yeah phone. you could just do some yeah it'd be something super minimalistic <laughs> just to remind people that they're subscribed to nothing but like you have to play the long game and then like i wouldn't want to like make it a selling point or anything but imagine getting merch for it <laughs> i don't know what you do but it's like just buy a okay so a white just, t-shirt it's just a white t-shirt and you're buying it and it's your custom design in it and then on these sites where you can custom the print it's like the number one item, the number one sold design. This this guy's getting recognized as a, a really good designer, and it's like nothing. It's just nothing. It's just a white T-shirt. Yeah. Or a hat, and it's nothing. Here's my hat. This is the custom one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The film guy one. Yeah. And there's one that's film crew. Ooh. Um, okay, so it's And gr- it can go either way. It's for filmmakers and also for... Um, like I could wear this and be like, yeah, I just like films. I'm a film guy. Yes, that's what I mean. I yeah. have never worked on a crew or yeah. I like that. So it's, it's really cool. And the, I'm the crew was like, if you're a woman, I don't know. Yeah. The film crew. Yeah. Film crew. But then it's like, I'm still up in the air. I don't know how to like make one that would be you, women could wear it. Could you, I mean, keeping with the theme that we're all film dudes, dude? could you do film dude? Oh, <gasps> That's a great idea. I mean, that's an option. Okay, that's a great idea. I'm a film dude. That's going to happen. Let's do it. These are you easy. Do it. These are these are like they're technically print on demand, so it like yeah. has has no uh mass production right. mess ups or anything as far as mass production like Right. Um cuz with control. mass production there can be overproduction mm-hmm. and a lot of waste. Sure. Oh, and right. So it's yeah. nice when it's on demand because it's like That must be real, dude. You do not want boxes of, of boxes of boxes yeah. in storage. Please buy our stuff. <laughs> and you can send to them and do a thing called drop shipping, which means it's kind of uh-huh. like Amazon warehouse where uh-huh. they handle all the shipping, but you're yeah. paying for the convenience. But still, yeah. But um, I, it's kind of nice to print on demand. I think what you're saying is these these hats would pair well with the We're All Dudes t-shirt. That too. That'd be cool. Yeah. These ones, are, do you like the black and black? Black on black's the way I always go. liked it. Black on black's good because you can wear it with anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And okay. So then we could have my point to that when I showed you the hat mm-hmm. was just like, 
we could ease like I have the resources we can easily just make nothing. Yeah, like a nothing hat. Yeah. That only subscribers to nothing can have access to. So yeah, you gotta sign up for nothing to get the link that will send in a calendar year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're not getting any. <laughs> I feel like you know, it's kind of like how you put the little hay on the we're all dudes and it's like the tiny hay. I almost feel like it's like a white t-shirt and then just somewhere super inconsequential and in like a really tiny font just says like nothing. Hashtag nothing or nothing. Yeah, or, or just something like that. So yeah. there's like, but then, I mean, that goes against, I guess, the idea of nothing because then there'd be something. You got to make something out of nothing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is like. Is nothing something if it's a word? Because then it's a word. I think it's something, yeah. Nothing is a word. Does yeah. that mean nothing's I think, not nothing? I think true nothing is more of a concept than a thing right well we're getting deep this could be a good intro to a next one wow is nothing nothing or is nothing something stay tuned to find out yeah <laughs> a three-hour dissertation <laughs> yeah right and finally in closing in closing this has been the curiosity dudes we're on a journey to make the word dude for all people all people no more dudette that's a weird word yeah don't, don't. if you do look up the word dude uh-huh it still says a guy does it or, or a man so, Goals. but there are alternatives of this new generation where because of how it's being exercised and expressed and said, there's a lot of women saying, dude. Yeah. And there's a lot of just everyone and we're all dudes. And I think, guys, we um, could help normalize it when you're talking to like a, like a, a girl. Okay, a girlfriend, a female friend, or a coworker, or whatever. Just start like peppering in there, like, "Hey, dude, what's up? You yeah. did a really good job on that." I report. think you can say that, and yeah. no one's gonna be like, "What?" Yeah, you know, it's like, "Oh, hey, yeah," and that's the, the point. Now, this has happened because just because Merriam-Webster or whoever decides what <sighs> words mean, just because it's listed yeah. that way, they do adopt like a mass. Um, dictionary meaning for mm -hmm. things or how things are said. So apparently the word often was actually pronounced often on the proper way. The T often. is silent. Really? But because there's such a mass amount of people that say often, mm -hmm. it's very understandable that it made it into the way to pronounce it as well. It's an alternative. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this could be that for the word dude. Oh yeah. Because we could there's so it. many people in the, yeah, that it's just, it's just we a could, generic term for person. We could change the culture and then they would cite it in their example sentence. Like, like for an example, Drew and Jared say, we're all dudes. Hey, or something. So dumb. <laughs> and all this is just a big reach. Cause we're just trying to say, we're not yeah. only for men in this podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, he's a dude. She's, a, She's dude. a dude. We're all dudes. We're all dudes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you can buy that t-shirt now. JTVisuals.com slash store. Yeah. And there's no I. There's no I because you are the I. You are the I. You're the apple of our eye. The faithful listener. <laughs> That's so good. Well, have a great week, guys. We'll see you next Monday. Yes. For another episode. One. Have a good curiosity one. Curiosity Dudes. Have a better one. Yeah. Don't have a great Oh, sorry. Dang it. Do you hate it when you mess up closing lines and jokes? I know. And I even hate when I accidentally shut off the feed too early. But good thing we didn't do it now yeah. because we're still recording. <laughs> so don't have a good day. Have a great day.
That's right. And we'll see you next time. At and this is the real ending. Four, three, no, four. Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the curiosities. <laughs> the curiosities. <laughs> oh, if you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs>